This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Inside Marketing. Today, um, we're talking about social media and I'm joined in studio by Amy Doody, who's head of social at Dentsu. Welcome. Thank you very much. And Mark Fagan, who's COO of iProspect Global. Um, this is a topic that I'm sure polarizes lots of opinion. And Amy, you wrote an article in the Irish Times today, and it's pretty much around Facebook's dominance of the social ecosystem. Um, and I think we all remember when Facebook started out, it used to just be a photo sharing and messaging board. But it's fair to say that they've grown. They're much bigger than that, and they've diversified. So just to kick off, I mean, my without knowing the numbers, my my outside in view would have been surely they're so big um, and there's so many new platforms around they're tapping out or declining in audience. How are they doing? Are they are they continuing to grow um, globally or how are they getting on? So yeah, absolutely, they're continuing to grow year on year. Their monthly active users are growing around nine percent um, year on year, and their revenue is also growing. I think a lot of this is is down to their acquisition strategies. Their um, new products they're developing, how they're trying to diversify their their revenue streams. So, um, you know, there is going to be continued growth in, in 2020 and I don't see them slowing down. If we look at 2019 and some of their kind of more recent acquisitions, we can see it around VR, cryptocurrencies, research. So there's definitely more that can be done in order to grow. Um, I think one of the challenges they have is just getting back levels of user engagements that they're happy with. Um, and that, again, will open up streams of, of new revenue for them. Um, but I definitely think uh, the opportunities are endless. Yeah, they're, they're, like there's no doubt, and you, and you mentioned this in the article, they're, they are incredibly resilient. Um, so it's not like they, they haven't, they've had it easy and they, they haven't had lots of competition. They, they've thrived because they've successfully defended um, competition. Uh, and now, Mark, and we'll talk about this in a second, it seems now that they're at such a scale that it just seems impossible, impossibly unlikely that that anyone will come and challenge. And I don't mean challenge them in terms of their share of advertising. I just mean as a as a social platform at the moment. But then, what we've seen is when you you, you literally see companies come from nowhere um, in the rearview mirror, and then suddenly they're overtaking competitors. Um, so, although it looks like they might might be kind of uncatchable, it's probably it's probably naive of me to say that I can't see anyone catch them. What do you think? Do you think it's is anyone coming up? Anyone interesting who might challenge Yeah, them? look, it depends how you look at Facebook as a business. I think, you know, a number of years ago, we would have looked at them as, uh, through the lens of, you know, being a purely social media business or a social media platform. But now you look at um, the platforms, you know, as part of the, 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 the Facebook company, if you like, you've got WhatsApp, you've got Instagram, you have the Facebook platform. And, and uh, you know, we talked about they're growing uh, quite successfully, but they're moving into areas such as commerce. Um, they've created Facebook Watch, which is, their, uh, you, you know, their own kind of video environment, if you like. Um, so it does open them up to, to, to a much kind of wider kind of set of, of competitors. But if, if you want to take it back to maybe some of the younger audience, let's say from a social media perspective, there are some really interesting businesses. So TikTok, um, which, 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 which was kind of... Um, uh, came out of China is now, you know, quite successful. It's got over 500 million people globally. Two thirds of those people are under the age of 30. They're, they're scaled in India, China, the US and, and moving quite quickly into a lot of the European markets. So they're one. You've got Snap, you know, over 200 million uh, users. I think 
in the US, they talk about 90% of those um, consumers uh, are under the age of 24. So it's that, right, kind, yeah. of, that kind of uh, younger age group. But then, you know, Facebook are looking to make moves into commerce. You know, you've got Instagram shopping, things like that. So that puns, puts them right uh, in direct competition with Google, Google Shopping and Amazon is like that as well. So it's 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 quite varied. I think it's... It's interesting because, you know, I, I was on a few weeks ago, we talked about, you know, the growth of these ecosystems. Yeah. Uh, it is going that well, you know, that the scale that Facebook have is incredible. Um, but I think it's down to two reasons. You know, they're, they're, they've got a very um, useful, um, uh, you know, consumer experience. You know, people, you know, people can connect with their friends through WhatsApp. People are able to share uh, great stories and, and images through, through Instagram. Um, but also they're, you know, they're, they're evolving as a business quite quickly. Yes, they have their, they have, um, areas of focus, areas of concern, which, which, we, which we can talk about, but, you know, overall, I think they're a great partner to a lot of our clients. Um, they're growing for a reason because they're delivering a lot of value to those businesses as well. Yeah. And as I say, when you, when you look at it, um, and Amy, the figures you reported there, uh, initially I thought that if this was Facebook group reporting growth and probably we were seeing the growth in Instagram and WhatsApp, but actually Facebook itself seems to be growing as well. Um, and there is a problem with, with growth, particularly in for younger audiences, because where people go, you know, as, as, a, as a, a site to network with their friends, they don't necessarily want to be connecting and being friends with their mother or their grandmother and that kind of stuff. So with, with scale and growth, it puts people off and the people who went to that platform um, in the early days, I think then suddenly jump off and think it's not for me. Uh, so is there anything else like, are, are Amy, in terms of other platforms, Mark mentioned TikTok, is there anything else? Are, are we seeing other platforms or um, Snap? Is that still a, a good business in terms of advertisers in, in this market? Um, or is it still Facebook is the be all and end all? Yeah, I mean, just like we mentioned, I think younger audiences are definitely now looking at the likes of, of, of TikTok, which is emerging in, our, in Ireland as well. And we are looking for ways to, to advertise on this. But I, but I still think essentially um, the likes of Facebook and, and the other platforms um, that they offer um, are far more um, dominant in, in this market and will continue to be. Um, in terms of like Snap, for example, we, we've seen multiple occasions where our Snapchat, where Facebook have have tried to mimic aspects of this. So, you know, there's nothing to say in a couple of months, in a year's time, there will be aspects of TikTok on Facebook. And once again, they'll try to shift the market that way and, and shift shift engagement that way. So um, I think they have a kind of a mantra, Facebook. So if you can't beat them, buy them. And if you mm, can't buy them, yeah. copy them. So yeah. Um, it's not to say that they won't um, be able to successfully replicate the offerings or come up with something else. Like, like you said, we, um, Instagram shopping and, and getting people, people over to that kind of uh, ecosystem um, is where, where they're starting to focus their efforts in. And there's been a lot of investment in how to get a more simple buying solution. But yeah, they are investing in, 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 in commerce, um, particularly on, on, on Instagram and, and such um, in order to to appease the markets and users and get and get people over there. And then again, that opens up more advertising uh, revenue for them. But definitely in terms of younger people, um, if, it, if it's all a seamless connection, um, and experience, then it then it makes it more appealing to get them onto those platforms to make their end-to-end um, -end shopping experiences over there. So again, another opportunity for them. Um, like, and they have done 
it, say we talked about some of the breaches and and uh, like they seem to be always in the news for one thing or another and they are an easy target because they're the, the poster child for for social media um, and they can expect that so you know they're big boys they're well able to defend themselves um but they have done a brilliant job at locking people in as you mentioned there in their ecosystem and once you're in kind of hard to get out i think you know me as an apple user i find that the, i just think it'd be a massive headache for me to swap because i'm in the cloud and everything's in there so once you're in you're in and that kind of connected ecosystem that you buy into um do you think in the article you mentioned that there's you know there's been a couple of concerns around you know um groups around delete facebook and that kind of stuff is that gaining any traction amy do you think that's something that they should be worried about or is it you know just more to do about nothing for them yeah i mean i think the hashtag delete facebook um kind of gets popular from time to time um i don't think it's had a massive impact or any long-term impact for for facebook in general i think is down to multiple factors. There is a, a lack of genuine and um, kind of direct competition. Um, Facebook has a wealth of data. Um, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's a global means of communication. And and I think that they've got a that they've got a really good PR uh, PR um, department machine, yeah. and machines. So yeah, whilst I think people are concerned about trust and 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 their their data being shared and and privacy and and they want um, companies like Facebook to be more transparent, they have made moves to, moves to do that. Whether that's enough, I'm not so sure. But again, it doesn't seem to have impacted their their revenue and profits. So nothing to be overly concerned about, I believe. Mm, yeah, and I guess when you read these things as well, there's it, there's agendas behind a lot of these things. So you know, in terms of people are, it's in other people's interest to to kind of knock Facebook down. Uh, the news last week that that we saw, which is the the cookie apocalypse, um, the removal of third party cookies at a browser level uh, from Chrome, that. If I'm Facebook, I'm rubbing my hands with this because the importance of logged in users is, it, this is only, while it might it may play to publisher's strengths in terms of a return to context, it's definitely going to benefit Facebook. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts on that? Not just Facebook, I'd say Google and Amazon as well. Um, I, I, look, there's, there's a few things to this. The first is that um, I spoke earlier this year around, you know, that we're going to go into this decade of regulation. And I think it's a good thing that they're, they're starting to, there's a real focus on consumer privacy. Um, I do think the legislators in each of the markets that Facebook or Google, Amazon operates and, you know, needs to make sure that they have that environment that, you know, uh, consumer pri- privacy is, is the priority. And I think there, there, there are lots of good moves in that space. It, it, it does, yeah, absolutely, it does play into this kind of walled garden concept where, you know, it's, you're going to be able to use first party data in, in these environments. It, it, it does play to the strengths of a, of a Facebook, of, of a Google, but you know, that, 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 that opens up interesting opportunities for brands, but also it, it, it does mean that I think more businesses like Facebook are going to be held to account. Brands um, need, need to have, you know, a real focus around, um, uh, you know, how they go about uh, building their campaigns in a, in, in a trustworthy way, which which I think is absolutely the priority. But um, yeah, I think I think you're only going to see these, these types of ecosystems grow. Uh, they're going to go from strength to strength. They're going to continue to diversify. Yes, they are going to acquire, but what business hasn't acquired, you know, from Silicon Valley, Google acquired YouTube years ago as well. It, it, when it made strategic sense, I think absolutely you're going to see that. Um, and we're, we're going we're to continue to see this space evolve. Amy, in the article, and I think it's unfair sometimes because Facebook get, you know, they they 
get a lot of the criticism that's aimed and it's not a lot of the issues are not just um, Facebook issues or social media issues but there is a trend around digital detox and in your article you mentioned some figures around you know this is kind of addiction that people's heads are in their phones all the time and just talk a little bit about that um, and in your view do you think um, what Facebook have done they've done some they've launched some initiatives around kind of tackling that yeah sure so I think yeah, it's for a long time we've kind of lived in this um, multi-screen world. So the ability to have uh, social media on while while watching the TV is not going to go away. And and this term digital detox is is rising, but it it's not a, a long term solution. And I think on, unless you're you're out and about, the, the internet's down. There's always going to be means of kind of mindless scrolling. Um, and yeah, there there certainly is loads of articles out there to say that social media impacts on your mental health. But then there's also articles out there quoting that potentially these studies have been focused on the younger generations and, mm-hmm. and possibly that's a, that's a life stage consequence rather than a technology consequence. And, and, and Facebook have argued that that engagement will actually improve mental health through communication. So I know they've made advancements and, and they've come up with tools such as AI-based suicidal post-section tool, which I, I think is, is, is yeah. really, really good. Again, that does uh, rear some questions around privacy and, and when should posts be shared. But, you know, for, for the kind of overall good that it can do um i definitely think it's 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 valuable and and there's other things that you know they've they've been pushing groups for mental health and stuff is there more that can be done probably um maybe it's down to simple things like um alerts if if somebody's been scrolling for a period of time or or kind of promoting mindfulness a little bit better but but again there's so many kind of different studies out there competing against one another it's hard to know what the impact is fully on mental health caused by social media. Yeah, yeah, and, and and look, as I say, it's not it's not a Facebook issue per se, but they do tend to come under criticism for it. I'm gonna jump, Mark. We talked about this before. There's a lot of talk, um, and it's kind of on the campaign trail in the US, and it's headline grabbing about we're gonna break up these monopolies. Elizabeth Warren is is talking about this quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. First of all, whether it will happen or whether it's fair you know, is unlikely. But I think when we chatted off air, you made a good point. Um, and we're talking about to, to whose benefit would this be? Well, like who's actually going to benefit? Sometimes I think we, we use this word in echo chamber. This is the ad industry moaning about things the ad industry doesn't like. Like does does a user, a general user care whether Facebook is one company or on Instagram or and would it be detrimental to the user experience if Facebook was broken up into smaller companies? It's a good question. Look, we could we could have a podcast on this uh, by, by itself. I do, you know, I said the last time, and I still am firmly the belief that there's a lot of posturing going on in the US about this. Mm. I can't really see it happening. You know, how do you break up Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook? How do you define, you know, particularly if Messenger and WhatsApp are on the are, are going to be, you know, mm. more or less in the same back end system? I think it's going to be tricky to do that. How do you actually, you know, value each business? How do you split it up? But, but um, would it help the user experience? Mm, I, I, I'm not so sure. No, I, not, you, no. I think I think it'd be interesting to to look at. What I do think is, you know, if, if we touch on politics for a moment, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and Google, they all have their own different positions on on things like political ads. Yeah, um, I do think that. You know, and Amy touched on this. You know, we we can talk about mental health. You know, and, and break up with these technology businesses. These aren't issues that are specific to to a Facebook. These are mm. societal. 
kids these days have mobile phones from the ages of, you know, 10, 11, 12. Yeah. I think you and I were saying beforehand, uh, I was 21 when I got my first mobile yeah. device. So I, I was in university. But, you know, these businesses are going to continue to grow. They have to be held to account. I think they'd be the first to, to, to agree that, you know, there are areas that they can improve on. Um, I don't think breaking them up is going to be the answer to that. But, but I, you know, I, I think it's incumbent upon regulators and government to hold them to account. Mm, yeah. I think consumers, you know, I want to be connected to my friends via, I want to be able to communicate to my friends uh, via WhatsApp. It's a very useful device. I use it for a reason because it, it, it helps me in my day to day. And, but they, you know, these businesses, as they, as they evolve, they need to make sure they're delivering, you know, tangible value to consumers, but they're also, there's nothing nefarious, you know, they're not using your data in a nefarious way. I don't think they do by the, by, you know, for the yeah. most part. Yeah, look, they, there are um, there are issues. You, you talked about fines. I think on the last earnings call, they they there was a settlement in Illinois uh, due to kind of holding biometrical data. These types of these types of conversations need to continue to happen. They need to evolve. They need to be held to account on it. But mm. um, I don't necessarily see them being broken up. That's just my perspective, my point of view. Who knows what's going to happen? Yeah, true. Um, and actually, the, it looks like like what are your thoughts on given what you what anyone might think about Facebook? There undoubtedly some brand issues it's kind of a slightly damaged brand to a degree um and we've seen them invest in brand in you know tv campaigns that kind of stuff the strength of whatsapp and instagram arguably even though a lot of people are aware that they're the same company they they, they are very different brands and instagram seems to be completely you know people who have a problem with facebook have no problem with instagram do you think it makes sense for mark to mark zuckerberg to, to pull all those separate brands under one Facebook identity. Does that make sense? Just from a branding point of view, it doesn't seem to make sense to me, um, but maybe it's being done with a view to strengthening the unity of them so they're harder to break up. Yeah, look, look I, I think you'll conti- we'll continue to see, you know, brands linked by fa- by Facebook. So if you go into your WhatsApp today, you can see that it's, it's part of the Facebook kind yeah. of group, if, if you like. And I, 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 so I don't think they're going to change. They're going to rebrand Instagram to, to Facebook piece. I don't, you know, I, I don't see why that would make sense because Instagram has a very different uh, environment, very different type of consumer, very, you know, very different kind of act, user activity versus mm-hmm. a WhatsApp versus, yeah. versus a Facebook. Particularly from my perspective, I, I think about Facebook now. I, I use the news feeds. I, I consume content on it. I, I tend to share, uh, you know, places I that I go around Instagram, then I then I chat to friends and colleagues and work through WhatsApp. So, you know, that, yeah. broadly speaking, we've all got various different uses for those platforms. I think that will continue to be the case. What is, I suppose, what is interesting is the newer areas that they're moving into. Mm. Um, commerce, you know, Amy mentioned, I think, AR and VR, that's, that's one of their long-term bets. Um, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. Mm. Look, look. The, the fact is, as much as people like to moan about Facebook um, and give out about them, there's probably a degree of jealousy in that they've just done so well as a business. But I, I think what's interesting is the fact of the matter is they don't force anybody to use the platform. Like whether you're a user or an advertiser, you can decide to use it or not use it. So, um, but the strength of, and the strength of Facebook is arguably not in its agency business or its big client business. It's the long tail of advertisers that they have that they're kind of, you know, they're, they're, these people continue to use them. And the fact is that they will use them because it is a brilliant platform. So Amy, just as, as a, for people who mightn't be as familiar with, with the, the capabilities, what makes Facebook so good if you're, you know, an advertiser and particularly a smaller advertiser who wants to kind of connect? Yeah, I, I think just in, in terms of if we start at the beginning, like in terms of setup for advertisers, it, it, it's quite seamless. I mean, it, it is a platform that 
obviously the more you're in it, um, the better you know and, and the more you can kind of utilize it. Um, but there is, as you say, an array of benefits for advertisers. So mm. it's, it's, it's simply the ability to, to communicate with the right audience at the right time with the right messaging. Um, it's very cost efficient. You, you can you can essentially set small, medium or, or large budgets. Now, we, we'd never recommend obviously um, budgets of, of five euro a day or, or whatever, because yeah. they, they do have learning systems and, and they need of they need enough a bit of scale to, exactly. for that to learn. Yeah. Um, I think there's there's also it, it touches their benefits kind of go go past past their own platform and, and the ability to integrate with other channels and platforms successfully and again successfully penetrate um, multiple other areas of the, of the marketing funnel make it really really attractive to advertisers and, and small businesses so yeah it's kind of a multitude of things but but definitely it is an easy platform to get up and running um it's quick it's real time you you can see the effectiveness of your campaign straight away so it, it really gives you an idea of, of how your business is performing in there and if it's the right platform to be on I just think you you know you've got to give Facebook kudos as well you know mm-hmm. in, in in the sense that years ago to build a brand, if you think about the traditional advertising market, TV, press were the only ways to go. And they, they, you know, that that would actually mean, you know, it, it was an environment maybe for the top advertisers um, who would only, you know, it's democratized this environment. So a lot of these sm- small, medium-sized businesses now are able to build a brand on Facebook. They're able to build their businesses on the on the Facebook platform and, and, and drive revenue to the business. The other thing as well, you, you know, they do contribute lots of jobs to the economy as well. So, uh, you know, and, you know they, they've done a recent report, I think, with a Copenhagen Economics Forum talking about the amount of money that they've, the contribution they're making to the EU economy. So I do think we need, you know, they need to be, whilst we talk about them, but held to account and absolutely that needs to be the focus, uh, you know, over the, over the next number of years to make sure that they're able to, to, to kind of engage in a very transparent and responsible way. But also I think we need to, we need to recognise that they're doing a lot of good for the economies as well, all around the world as well. It's, you know, it's not, you know, one side to each story. Yeah, it's not all bad. Um, so en- enough positive and praise for Facebook for a moment. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, and I don't want to come across anti-Facebook in any way because I think they've, they've built a great business. But I think, and this is a this is a more of a subjective thing, it's brilliant for targeting, it's brilliant for reach and accountability and 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 building an audience and actually serving an ad to the audience. My own view, I don't think it's great as an ad platform. I don't think it's a brilliant environment for brands to show up in terms of the the the, the formats that are available, the kind of level of um, immersiveness that you can have on the platform, say versus other things. So I'd love to see a bit more innovation from, from them on um, how you can connect with users and, and just simply in terms of more impactful formats. But is that, am I being critical? Am I, you know, I just don't think that like have, relying on videos to work without sound, they have to have text embedded in them that people, it has to work in five or six seconds is great. Um, maybe I'm being unfair. Am I, I Mark? Yeah, I, I think so. I think, you know, I think it, look, they, of course they can improve their, their advertising experience, but I think they do a lot of good. Um, we've seen some big success in, in not only direct response, but in brand building as well. And, you know, you know, and how they've, they've kind of rolled out stories and Instagram, they, they have in fairness to them, I think they've, they've looked to evolve, um, their ad formats. Are they, you know, are there other platforms that have kind of u- unique, um, offerings that maybe Facebook don't have? Yeah, ab- yeah, absolutely. But I, I think that they're doing a pretty good job, but you know, I, it'll be interesting to see how it evolves. That's mm-hmm. just my, that, that's my view, but also I think, you know, the, you know, we've seen some big success with a lot of our clients globally. Yeah, Amy, what what's your view? Think it's a good platform for not not from targeting point of view, but from an environment for brands showing up there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, like Mark said, I think that, you know, they are innovative. Um, they are looking to evolve. Um, I mean, I know they're, they're starting to roll out tests of how they can improve their A-B testing and messaging to customers. And um, But but in, ter- in terms of formats, you know, like you said, videos, I think, is, is, is going to become um, huge. It, mm-hmm. it, it drives huge engagement. Engagement is a very important factor for the, for the likes of Facebook. So that there is ways to go. But in terms of where they're at now, you know, I think they've done a, re- a really good job um, building brands, communities, promoting, you know, the economy um, and so on. Yeah, I think the re- their ad revenue grew from something like 55 billion in 2018 to I think over 70 billion yeah. in 2019. That kind of answers that it's question good. yeah yeah okay <laughs> two, two against <laughs> one okay way. look we'll agree to disagree how about that um and it, it's interesting so like when you're at the, the the numbers are just staggering so how do you grow and the market wants growth um you know quarterly figures last week were good google's weren't so good um that came out today but the market is relentless the market wants growth and when you're at that level where do you grow we've we've seen facebook move from being what was a, a, a messaging and, and photo sharing site and um, it rebuilt itself for for mobile and um, posts its IPOs are incredibly nimble and agile as a business and um, they've dabbled market you might talk about this they've dabbled a little bit in content uh, content seems to be everyone's gone on about content um, it's a big area they've dabbled in it I think it's fair to say do you think we'll see them do more in that or do you think they're going to double down on commerce or um where do you see them or or you know cryptocurrency where do you where do you see them going in um, bigger picture yeah look it's an interesting one I think there's, there's a couple of things to this the first is that I think if you look at the likes of Apple um Apple Google Facebook uh, clearly video um that kind of larger TV market is on their radar. So mm. I think that, that there's an opportunity there. I think um, I, I mentioned commerce. I think they've dipped their toes in commerce. I think I think there's a lot more, we'll see a lot more uh, coming out of that space um, over the next few years from Facebook. Um, and, you know, I mentioned recently you know, they have, you know, they are making a long-term bet on, on augmented reality, vir- virtual reality. That's, that's an interesting space for me to watch. I think, look, as a business, um, that you know, I think we'll continue to see this growth. Maybe not at the same uh, at the same levels. I think you'll see TikTok. I think you'll see triple digit growth over the next few years uh, for a business like that. Will they make a, a a dent in in um you know Facebook's revenue numbers? Probably not because you know we are in this era of of, of disruption. We are in this this kind of this digital mm-hmm. economy. We will continue to see it grow. But you know, coming back to what we spoke about a few weeks. So I think we're going to see the growth of these, these kind of larger ecosystems, the, the, you know, the, the kind of this battle for signals, who's got the best signal, um, the, the best data point. I think that's good. That's going to be an interesting space. Um, and to, to, you know, to see who can leverage first party data in a very responsible way and create this engaging environment for, for consumers, you know, that, that, that's just going to win. But, you know, I think we're going to continue to see, you know, Facebook move into these areas. They may acquire, they may acquire businesses uh, mm. where, where there is some strategic value as will Google as, as will Amazon as well. Amy, you were nodding your head there as Mark was talking about commerce. You think, obviously you think that's a big play for, for Facebook as a business to, to, to go heavy into commerce and bring social commerce more um, to the forefront. What do you, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I mean, like, like I touched on earlier, I, I think they're definitely making big investments on, on building better um, shopping experiences, making it easier to kind of browse, buy and sell. Um, and, and, and like we've touched on as well, that they have announced several new kind of shopping features across their platforms. Um, 
as, as they're looking to kind of diversify and expand yeah. it, their, their revenue streams. But I, I definitely think we can expect to see kind of a rollout of payable services across Facebook. And then with the merger of of the likes of um, WhatsApp, Messenger and 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 Instagram, there, there kind of becomes more opportunity there. So we, we can start to look at Facebook Marketplace. How are they going to monopolize um, on, on, on that further? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, we, we mentioned content a second ago. So, you know, Amazon have gone big on content and they've, they've, they went into, they did something with the NFL a while ago, but, but interestingly over Christmas, they, they had some Premier League games, they had them for the UK. Um, and that, that sounds like a big area for me. And the question I have, Mark and, and Amy is, so we've seen Facebook kind of dabble in this, but like, do you think they're likely to make, they have the money if they if they want to get into that business, like would it not, they're, I think now they're better at, they have the money, they're better at, build, at buying than building. So are we likely to see them go make a major market acquisition in the next 18 months? Do you think like, would they buy Disney or would <laughs> they, you know, why wouldn't they? I'd say, well, just you have the money, just, or would they be allowed? Um, I don't know the answer to that question, but... What I would say is if you look back at the Instagram acquisition, which was, I think they paid a billion dollars for it eight years ago, Bloomberg valued it at $100 billion today. Um, so I, I I do think Facebook, where it makes strategic sense, will make an acquisition, but they will actually supercharge that business. They will you know, make it even more relevant. They'll be able to leverage their, their consumer base in a smart way. What that business may look like, I don't know. Um, I, I, I do think I do think the the, the live sports rights industry is is is, is yes, quite interesting. You're gonna, interesting you're gonna yeah. see youtube and amazon apple i think facebook watch maybe might make a play in that yeah. space um it's it's gonna be interesting to see it does hark back to the comment i made earlier on is that i think we're gonna see these these kind of large these large platform businesses continue to grow yeah mm. i think they will i think they'll continue to acquire i don't know i don't know what specific areas uh, off the top of my head but you know it's 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 going to be um, it's going to be interesting watch, yeah. yeah and I think the, the the broadcasters who are having tough times at the moment I, I, it might get an awful lot tougher because once if you imagine once Facebook started you know turn their focus on to getting into sports rights and that kind of thing yeah like I, I, I think I saw I, th- I saw a report recently I think you know the TV market in the US is worth 150 billion dollars between subscription and advertising um, and you've got Facebook Google, Amazon, Netflix, you know, the, the, the net value of those businesses now compared to the more traditional TV and content yeah. businesses, it, it, it's, it's, you know, the, there's no comparison. Mm. Um, so it's, it, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how, how that space evolves. But you, competition rights and not, monop, uh, you know, policies around monopolies and things like that will, will come into play. Yeah, true. Right, we are. I'm getting signal to say we are out of time. We've run over. So my thanks, many thanks to Amy. Uh, thanks for coming in. Thanks Amy. very much for having me. And Mark, thanks. Thanks, um, Dave. And my thanks to Kira and Andrea on sound and our partners in the Arsenal's Media Solutions. So until next week, bye bye. This is Inside Marketing, brought to you by Dentsu Aegis Network and Irish Times Media Solutions.